Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the LA Football Podcast. What is going on, Los Angeles? Welcome to the LA Football Show right here on the LA Football Network and on Fridays, which it is right now, AM the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, coming at you live, excited for a great weekend of Los Angeles football. We have your Saints, not your Saints, geez, your Rams playing the Saints in New Orleans. And then obviously the big one, the UCLA Bruins and USC Trojans face off at the Rose Bowl this Saturday. We're going to get all into it. Plus, obviously, a big Chargers matchup as well as they look to avenge the tough loss last week and play again in prime time against the Chiefs. We have it all for you right here on the LA Football Show. I'm your host, Ryan Dyer. Joined, as always, by my co-host, the better half, the madman, Jamal Madney. What's up, brother? How we doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Ryan. I love that Freudian slip at the beginning with your Saints. You know, we're, we're three and Ryan. We won the Super Bowl last year. You're already ready to jump off the ship, you know. <laughs> but uh, excited to get into this with you. Uh, some Some really compelling pro games. And then, of course the center stage of college football with the victory bell, the game we've all been waiting for the last few months here in LA. So such an exciting weekend uh, to, to delve into. Yeah. Whenever I uh, do the intro, Jamal, I've entering four different games. So I'm thinking of each matchup and then my mind wasn't even still thinking about what I was talking about with the Rams. I was thinking about the next matchup I was going to say. And so that's where that, uh, that slip came in. Not yet, not yet jumping ship, but um but yeah, super pumped uh, for this weekend. We will be at the Rose Bowl live on Saturday doing our Victory Bell show at the tailgate. So anyone out there listening, if you are going to be at the game, please come by. Say what's up. Uh, if you want to find out where we are, you can text uh, the number 31032. You can text in LAFB. You can text in UCLA. You can text in Trojans. Any of those three keywords gets you into our community and we can let you know where we are stationed on Brookside Golf Course. Or you can just hit up a, us up on Twitter. Assuming it's still going tomorrow, seems to still be active today on Friday, so we'll see tomorrow. But if it is, hit us up at LAFB Network, and we can let you know where we are. We'd love to say hi, love to hang out. We'll be doing giveaways, uh, cooking food, drinking beers, and obviously doing our live show that uh, we would love to interact with all of you. Show, as always, today brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag on your mobile device or desktop. What's the, what's the line? Is it still two, two and a half, Jamal, tomorrow? Two and a half, yep. Two and a half SC minus two and a half. There you go. So you can bet on that. If you use the promo code believe that's B L E A V. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So free money to play with. If you want to bet this weekend on these great games, the chargers chiefs games, a really fun game to bet on over unders on that would be great. I think the over under on the UCLA SC game right now is 76 and a half, which I find kind of low, but you know, Vegas usually knows what they're doing. So, uh, but better line at AG promo code believe so jamal we'll start the show off with the rams preview then we'll do our middle portion really getting into the sc ucla we did our victory bell show with our nice panel so that'll be our middle of this show and then we'll end the show at the you know 6 30 hour with our chargers and chiefs preview so looking at this rams games you know we were talking before we started recording typically 
this would be an NFC title preview the last five years, the way it's been Rams and saints. Uh, there's been some great matchups, obviously the one down in the dome on the NFC championship game with the questionable call at the end. There are no call at the end there, but ended up, you know, sending the Rams to the super bowl. They've had some great in season, regular season matchups that have been high scoring, high octane. We've seen great quarterback duels with drew Brees, who's now retired. Jared Goff who's no longer here. Now you have a banged up Matthew Stafford and, and the Red Rifle down there in the Big Easy. So very different looking teams, different coach. No Sean Payton anymore. Dennis Allen now on the sidelines as the head man who's been there longtime D.C. But still should be a fun one. It's always a fun one in the Big Easy. It's always a great, great atmosphere at the Superdome. So what are you kind of looking for in this game before we really dive into how this Rams team can actually win? No, Ryan, absolutely. There's nothing like a game in New Orleans. What the most unique probably fan experience in all of football across NFL and college. And so it's always going to be a terrific atmosphere. I'm really excited about this game in the sense of the return of Matthew Stafford. And unfortunately there's going to be no Cooper cup for the next couple of weeks, but I can see this as potentially being an opportunity for Matthew Stafford to establish a connection and a rhythm with some other receivers, most notably Allen Robinson, most notably Van Jefferson. And so when Cooper Cup gets back, whether that's later this season or next season, of course, Stafford now has more options that he can sort of process through and feels more comfortable with a deeper set of receivers. So I think this is a critical game and a critical piece of the Rams season to not only try and sneak back into contention, but really to set the stage potentially for next season where Stafford no longer is so reliant on Cooper Cup and has an opportunity to build rapport with some of these other guys. So that's what I'm really looking for. It's in the dome. It's usually going to be a high-scoring game up and down. So it's all set up for Stafford's arm, for the environment, and these hungry receivers looking to be temporary wide receiver number ones and the go-to guys in the absence of the greatest receiver of all Cooper cup. Yeah. Before I talk on that, cause I completely agree. I just wanted to say, you know, have you been to a game in new Orleans, Jamal? Is that one you've been to before? I have been to a college game in new Orleans, uh, like 10 years ago. So it's been okay. a while. I, I, the, I, one of my things on the bucket list is to go to a saints game for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, you said it, it literally from what I've been, and I haven't been to every single stadium. I've been to almost half of the NFL stadiums It is by far the greatest fan experience just for the, the culture. I mean, New Orleans is such a fun city anyway, you know, the Vegas of the South, if you will, but it's such a, what they, what's super cool about it is, you know, anytime you're an opposing fan traveling, there's always like little spots where you can kind of find the other the other fans in your group that travel or a specific bar that's kind of like the away bar and anything. If you haven't done an away game, I'm not saying you specifically, but anyone listening, if you haven't done an away game, like as a Rams fan, you have to do it. It's so much fun. Like obviously going to SoFi is a blast, but you got to make a trip out of it and go somewhere to some different city because it's just, you build that community. But what is super cool about new Orleans is they like fully lean into that and like create the town or more so just like the bourbon street area surrounding the team that's coming in. So I went down there Oh, it was probably six years ago now for a Broncos Saints game. 
And all of Bourbon Street was decked out with Broncos gear. It was like, wow. go Broncos with the G-E-U-X spelling. They had flags everywhere. All the beads it threw were orange and blue beads. So it's like they lean into that opposing tourist fan that they're going to make a lot of money off of. But it's fun for you because you're like, oh, I almost feel like I'm at like a home environment in a different city having a blast drinking like, you know, grenades and all these fun things. But then when you go to the actual game, you know, Saints fans are almost as diehard as they come. I mean, they're, they're live and breathe for their Saints, but they're also very welcoming. They're not like disrespectful. It's a very fun, collaborative, trash talking, if you will, but it's just a great experience. So if anyone can ever make it to a Saints game, you absolutely have to. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's a blast. So just wanted to say that cause I had so much fun. I can't wait to get back to another one. We actually, I think we circled this one, Jamal, and unfortunately just so much going on, obviously. And it came the week, the day before, the day after our USC-UCLA game. So obviously that was a little more important. But one day we'll get out there if the Rams or Chargers play them again. Um, but yes, to your point, we talked last week leading into the game about clearly Matthew Stafford is the better quarterback. He is the captain of this offense. But we thought, you know what? This is going to give Sean McVay an opportunity to kind of show his coaching prowess, bring it back to light what he's been lacking because he's going to have a quarterback that he can kind of test some things out with, with the mobility and different things like that. Didn't really come to fruition, unfortunately. Well, now we have a very similar scenario. Greatest receiver in all of football, Cooper Cup is out. The Rams are obviously much better with Cooper Cup in, so I don't anyone mishear me there. But now they hop an opportunity to see these other receivers step up. Obviously, Allen Robinson hasn't had a, a great year. We can see if if he can kind of earn his keep a little bit. See Van Jefferson really get in the fold. See maybe Lance McCutcheon, who was a you know a training camp darling. See if he can start getting some reps out there. Maybe a guy named Tutu Atwell can get some reps going. So this is really now a time where. And you said it, so I'm just kind of repeating it, where not having Cooper Cup, obviously not good for the team, but it's going to force other guys to step up and we can see what the future looks like with this core. And if this is the core moving forward, or if it's like, you know what, Cooper Cup's obviously wide receiver one, and we need to rebuild this entire receiving core outside of him if they don't perform the way we want them to. Because they're still, in terms of just talent on paper, there's still a lot of talent in that room. When you look at Robinson, you look at the speed of 2-2, you look at what Van Jefferson has done in his first two years, you look at what Lance McCutcheon did and how he became the darling. And obviously he hasn't done anything yet in the regular season because they haven't utilized him. But there is some talent there that may not still be top tier without Cup, but it's still a an NFL caliber receiving core. So I'm really excited to see what they do, and hopefully we see some fun things this Sunday. For sure, Ryan. I think you, you said it best, and – I think there's sort of an opportunity to think of this season in some phases. There's eight games left. And I think the next two or three weeks is a phase of player exploration with regards to Stafford and with regards to everybody else. And depending on how the record goes these next three weeks, then I think there's also some decisions moving forward. Remember the one conversation we had in the offseason, Ryan, that even led into week one was that whole mysterious Matthew Stafford elbow situation, yeah. right? And that's kind of been quieted because of so many other headlines about offensive ineptitude and Super Bowl hangover and McVay and others have really dominated the headlines. But if that is still a lingering concern and issue, depending on how these next two or three weeks go, this actually may be a golden opportunity for Stafford in the next month to go underneath the knife and be completely ready and 100% for training camp and really sort of gear up for 23. So if I'm less neat, I'm looking at a couple of different things. What's the connection 
And who are the guys that are really going to emerge? It's almost, you mentioned Twitter earlier. It's almost sort of an Elon approach to Twitter, mm -hmm. not as extreme, but who are the guys that are still going to be in the building? Who are the guys that we're going to have to let go? And then once we sort of establish that, depending on where our record is, then we can maybe make sure that a Matt Stafford is completely healthy going into 23. Let's not rush cup back. And we now have a plan, an architectural schematic about how we want to attack this 2023 season and get back to where we believe we should be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's basically this, this, at this point in the year being three and six, obviously miracles can happen, but let's be realistic. This is, this is resume building time. This is time for these other players to really build their resumes, not necessarily for other teams, but for this team. And are they going to be around for the future? We talked about last episode, what that future looks like for this Rams team. If they are going to be in rebuild mode, or if they're going to be in go all in mode, if they're going to be trying to get draft picks back, or if they're going to be giving them away again for more veteran talent. And so who on this current roster is going to be around to see that through and perhaps see the final years of Aaron Donald and Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. So um, obviously this is not the season we wanted or expected, but it's kind of an exciting time because now we can take a different approach a little bit. And we, you want to see growth down the stretch now. And you, if you can stack some games and all of a sudden you win two, three, you get close back to 500, well, then who knows? Then all bets are off and maybe you make a real run at this thing. But, you you know, you got to start stacking some things and seeing some improvement. And so Jamal, we'll turn to that when you look at this game. What specifically are you looking for improvement from? Whether it's defense, offense, a specific player, specific play calling, what are some specific improvements that you think this team can actually take advantage of against this three and seven Saints team. Ryan, we're not to sort of beat the old drum, but we have to sort of start there. The one player I'm very excited and intrigued to watch, and I hope that he gets some featured touches is Kyron Williams. I want to mm -hmm. see what he is capable of such an explosive player out of Notre Dame back to back thousand plus seasons in college. His rookie year got derailed because of injuries in training camp. He came in that last drive last week, ran, had a, a carry, had a reception, looked like the legs were very spry. I'm excited to see him in, the, in that backfield, in the, in the, underneath the dome, which is very athlete-friendly. What do we have in this kit? And so I think the emphasis of a balanced approach. I'm really looking for balance, both run-pass balance, but then also pass-distribution balance. And so... With that run-pass balance, I'd love to see what we have in Kyron Williams. Because the reality of the situation, Ryan, is the rope with Cam Akers is just getting shorter and shorter. We kind of know what we have here. And the cement has hardened both on the field as well as a frosty relationship off the field. Henderson is a serviceable running back, a rotational running back. But he's not someone, I don't believe, that can be your RB1 for you to be a serious contender. So then the question becomes, what do we have in this kid that we drafted who showed so much life, so much versatility, and this is a prime next week, two weeks, three weeks to get that body of work with Kyron Williams to make an evaluation because, hey, guess what? The Rams have a second-round pick, and they could potentially get a first-round talent in Zach Charbonnet next year if there is that hole at running back, and this could be that golden opportunity for evaluation. So really looking carefully at Kyron Williams. And then the second thing I'm really looking for is pass distribution. Who's, you know, I want to see four to six guys 
getting four to six receptions and seeing who really emerges and where are folks most comfortable on the field. You mentioned the names and seeing who is most ideal to form around Cooper Cup moving forward. There was a lot of conversation, Ryan, in the offseason about how great Robert Woods was, but they were repetitive players to a certain extent with Cooper Cup, but they were very, very effective. Allen Robinson hasn't really found his place opposite Cooper Cup. So who is that ideal receiver around him? It's much in the same way in basketball where you say, you know, who do you pair around a LeBron James? Who do you pair around a Giannis Antetokounmpo given their skill sets? And I think that's the other approach that Les Need is going to take. So really excited for Sunday to see some of these new elements, especially going into the subsequent week where it's going to be at Kansas City. And that's going to be a tough game for a variety of reasons. So this really becomes kind of an important evaluation game against a team that is in a similar position as the Rams right now, record-wise, as well as overall disposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uncanny how these teams are so similar, and they have been for many years now. It's just on the wrong end of it, being so good for so long, and now looking at the uh, opposite side, trying to get back into the conversation. So, you know, I think I totally agree with Kyron Williams. I cannot wait to see him get some more play. And I know obviously they're thinking long-term with him and that's why they've kind of eased him back after coming off of IR. But like you mentioned is the two plays, I mean, small sample size, but in those two plays we saw last week, I think we can assume that he is fully healthy. And if you're putting him in pads on the sideline, you would assume he's fully healthy too. I mean, otherwise why not even put him out there? So if that is the case, I do want to see him get you know, a lion's share of the load this week. I think it would be great. Maybe, who knows, maybe his former coach at Notre Dame, who now happens to be coaching at LSU, will come make an appearance and, and cheer on his former player. Um, and, and so that could be a lot of fun. But love to see that. Love to see the distribution, like you mentioned. Um, the other thing I want to see, Jamal, is, you know, this defense overall has played well. I know that it's a point of conversation around Rams fans with Raheem Morris and whatnot. And Jalen Ramsey has been very vocal about how great of a coach Raheem Morris is and was pretty explicit that everyone out there just doesn't know what they're talking about, which me and you have, you know, not as harshly as Jalen Ramsey, but we've been saying like, look, this, this is a good NFL coach who's going to be a head coach. And obviously his players love him. And this defense has not been the reason why this Rams team is three and six. That being said though, the one area where, there hasn't been the same, um, you could say, statistical uh, prowess or just the same dominance as we've seen is within the pass rush. And, you know, as great as Aaron Donald is, he's only one man. Greg Gaines missed last week. Hopefully he's back for this one. Leonard Floyd has had a couple games of good Leonard Floyd and a couple games of was he even on the field? Leonard Floyd. Justin Hollins hasn't gotten back to what he was last year before he got hurt. So going up against this Saints team that is also has some injuries, not nearly to what the Rams extent, but you know, you have a quarterback in Andy Dalton who is very immobile. He's going to be forced to just throw from the pocket. I would love to see this Rams pass rush be able to get a little bit more success win rate at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage and be able to get after the quarterback without sending special blitz packages. I know they've done some fun things with safety blitzes with Jaylee Ramsey blitzing off the edge a little bit this year, which they haven't really done in years past. You know, Raheem Morris isn't known for blitzing very often, but we've seen him dial it up a little bit more just to try to get some kind of pass rush. So this is a game where because of, 
who's on offensive line. And I think they're getting their, I think um, their Trevor Penning draft pick, I think we'll be back for this one. I need to double check on that. Who's been out all year. So he may get a first go, but I'd like to see some, some good pass rushes from the four, four rushing. So Jamal, we have about a minute before we wrap this first segment up. So give me your score prediction. The Rams finally going to get one number four. <laughs> you know, Ryan, I think the other thing that's sort of working in the Rams favor is off the bye, three straight losses. World is coming to an end here with, with conversation in the LA media. I think this is actually an ideal time to go on the road. And I think that this would be a different feel and pressure and scenario if they were in SoFi, especially if they, with all the talk, if there was some sort of a stadium takeover, I think there's just a different disposition. I think them going on the road, I think is going to relax them a little bit. At three and six, the pressure is off. They can just kind of go play football. I think we're going to see a much looser Rams team than we've seen all year. And I'm excited about what's to come. I like the Rams to win this game 23-17. It's going to be a little bit lower scoring game, but I think the Rams are going to get to four and six and for at least one week feel pretty good about themselves. Love it. I'll be quick. I think I picked the Rams every time these three weeks and they lost all three, but I'm going to stick with them. Same thing, low scoring. I think the defense really neutralizes New Orleans offense and I'll say 17-10. to is the final there. Get the win in the Big Easy. Get back on track. We got to take a break. We'll be right back with our victory bell talk and then some Chargers talk later on in the show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.